welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and I'm the founder of Gem Yoga here in New York City and a kids yoga teacher for over 10 years now. Welcome to the show. Before I start this week's episode, I wanted to quickly ask you, if you've been listening to the podcast and you are enjoying it or finding it at all helpful, would you kindly hit subscribe? And if you feel so moved, leave a rating and a review. All of these things just help more people find the podcast. I'd love to get as many kids yoga enthusiasts as possible listening to the podcast, and also just anyone who's interested in yoga in general. So thanks so much for that. Okay, on to today's show. This is episode four, Mindful Breathing for Children. So if you listened to episode two, I covered all eight limbs of yoga. So yoga is an ancient practice that includes eight separate limbs. All of them are equally important. The pranayama practice is the breath control. And teaching children about pranayama is an extremely valuable and important part of kids yoga. So just a few pointers before I give you some examples of how you can teach the breathing. A few things to keep in mind. First of all, keep your breathing exercises short and fun. You don't have to get super involved and use tons of words to explain what you're doing. In general, in children's yoga, keep it very simple and demonstrate and keep it moving quickly because children are there to have fun. So keep it short, keep it simple, and keep it fun. I recommend choosing one breathing exercise per class that you'd like to focus on, whether you do that at the start of class, in the middle of class, or at the end of class, that's totally up to you. But it's a great idea to have one breathing exercise in mind so you have a bit of a focus for your pranayama that week. And your breathing exercise might very well go along with whatever your theme is that week. We'll cover more of that in future episodes. Another thing to keep in mind is we never practice breath retention with children. So what is breath retention? That's simply when we hold our breath in. So as adults, if you've ever practiced yoga, you might have practiced alternate nostril breathing, for example, where we're, we are covering one nostril, breathing in, then we're holding the breath, and then we breathe out through the opposite nostril. For children under 12, we don't want to do breathing exercises where we're holding the breath, simply because children just aren't there yet where they can hold the breath without forcing it or hurting themselves. So we want to be really conscious of that. If there's a breathing exercise you'd like to teach and it involves breath retention, maybe choose another or take out the holding in the breath part and simplify. Another thing to keep in mind is that even though I had mentioned we choose one breath exercise per class, try to bring attention to the breath throughout the entire class whenever you can. So for example, say 
you're doing a downward facing dog, you might say, do you feel your breathing in this pose? What does it feel like? Can you feel your belly moving? Or say you're playing a game and it's super high energy. Maybe you pause and you ask all the children to stop for a moment and notice their breathing. How is their breathing different now that they've been moving their bodies? You can also bring this in during your final relaxation, also known as Shavasana, our final pose, where we lay flat on the ground and we close our eyes and relax our bodies. You might ask them to notice their breathing in this pose. You might ask them, how does your breath feel different now that you've done a yoga class? Maybe at the beginning of class you had checked in with the breathing and then you check in at the end as well. So there are so many ways, just something to keep in the back of your mind while you're teaching. Bring attention to the breath. Ask the children questions and let them answer. Another thing to keep in mind is to explain to the children that their yoga breathing extends beyond the class. So you might challenge them. You might ask the children to try one of their yoga breaths outside of class, and when they come back next week, report back. The amazing thing about your breath is it's always with you, so no matter where you are, you can practice a pranayama exercise, and no one even has to know. It can be very discreet. So mentioning this to the children, yoga is everywhere. Yoga isn't just what we do here in our class. You practice yoga anywhere you go. And something you can do is think of your breathing. It's really fun to give this prompt to children because it might not have occurred to them that they can bring their yoga outside of the class. Typically, we go to a class as a child. From my experience, for example, I did a lot of dance classes. I went to my tap class, and then I left and tap was over. I wasn't then tapping down the street or tapping at school, although... I probably would have wanted to, but tap was solely for when I was at the dance studio. Yoga, however, is always with you and you can bring it anywhere. And while you might not drop into a yoga pose at any point, although sometimes I do, to be honest, um, you can always have your breathing with you. Encourage the children to bring their breathing with them, their conscious breathing, and Report back the next week. You might hear some fun little stories about how they incorporated this into their daily lives. Finally, uh, one more pointer. Notice your own breathing before you begin teaching. Maybe take a few centering breaths. I've had times where I'm in New York City, so I've maybe been on a train that was running slow and I'm getting to class right as it's starting, which is not ideal. Typically, I like to be there about 15 minutes be beforehand, at least. Um, but I've had times where I'm arriving right when it starts. So although I didn't have all my prep time I had hoped for, I'm thinking of my breathing as I'm entering the room, slowing it down. Even if it's just one good deep breath, it's super powerful. So notice your own breathing before class. During class, if you're feeling challenged at any point, maybe sink back in, 
notice your breathing then. Maybe you're breathing super shallow because you're feeling anxious. Take a deep breath. And then after class, notice how you're feeling. Notice your breathing. If you are like me and you love teaching yoga to children, oftentimes once class is over, you feel really good. Sometimes you'll have a more challenging class and you might not feel as good. And you might be thinking, okay, that didn't go well. That's not what I had expected. That's okay too. Either way, just tune back into your breathing. Notice how you're feeling. Now, notice how I'm saying, notice how you're feeling. I'm not saying change how you're feeling. I'm just telling you to notice. And this is something that I love bringing into classes, having children notice what's their internal weather report today or how are they breathing in a pose, and then we move on. We're not trying to change anything. We are simply observing, and that's a very big part of yoga. Okay, so now that you've had a little background on how breath might come into a kid's yoga class, I would love to go through a few age groups and give you one exercise that you could try with each age group. So depending on the age of the child, you're going to change how you are discussing breathing and how you're teaching breathing. So one universal thing you can say no matter what the age group is, our breath is our best friend. It's always with us. How we breathe can change how we feel. So you might ask some questions such as these, and I'll, I'll ask you these questions today, and you can think for yourself what your answers are. So if you're listening now, just take a breath and notice what your breath feels like. Was it a deep breath? Was it a shallow breath? Did you breathe in and out of your nose? Or did you breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth? Or maybe you have a cold, so you're breathing through your mouth right now. Notice what your breath is like today. Now, have you ever noticed what your breath is like when you're feeling really relaxed? You might have seen or noticed in yourself, your breath is deeper, your breath is going into your belly, and your body is just at a calm state. Now what happens when you're feeling scared? Have you ever noticed? We start to breathe really shallow, we might go <laughs> this kind of breath where you're only really breathing down into your chest and it's kind of stopping there. Same thing when you're feeling anxious, nervous, afraid. That tends to be the type of breath that we do. So generally, we breathe shallow breaths when we are in these heightened states of feeling nervous, anxious, fearful. And we take deeper breaths when we're feeling more relaxed and at ease. So... If we're feeling anxious, nervous, fearful, the first thing we can do 
is tune into our breathing and maybe deepen our breath a little bit. So everyone, just take one deep breath right now, if you can, through your nose and out through your mouth. Okay, so now that we're aware of our own breathing, let's talk about breathing for children. So let's say you're teaching a baby and me class. So it's babies with their caregivers. And you, you might be wondering, how do you teach breathing to babies, right? They're not aware of their breathing yet. Well, it's just bringing attention to it and having the caregivers bring their attention to their breath because it's going to be kind of contagious. If all the adults in the room are taking these deep breaths, the babies are going to feel that too, and they're going to feel that shift in energy. So for my baby classes, I like to sing a song that I learned from Susan Kaiser Greenland. I've talked about her before. She wrote the book, The Mindful Child, which was instrumental in my early kids yoga teaching years. And she has a website where she has a few songs. And one of them is called, I Stop and Feel My Breathing. So it's a very simple song and it's the way I like to start my baby classes. And I might be butchering the tune. <laughs> I'm not a singer. I try my best. But this is how I sing the class, sing the song at the beginning of the class. I stop and feel my breathing. Peaceful and calm, I'm ready for yoga. So one more time. I stop and feel my breathing. Peaceful and calm, I'm ready for yoga. So that song can be changed however you want it. So it can be, I stop and feel my breathing. Peaceful and calm, I'm ready for bed. Or I stop and feel my breathing. Peaceful and calm, I'm ready to brush my teeth. So you can use this at home with your own children. You can use this in your class um, to get into a game or a pose. But I love singing it at the beginning of my baby classes because it grounds all of the adults, gets us taking deep breaths, and usually the kids are into it because babies love singing and they love music and songs. Okay, so remember that one. For baby classes, try the Stop and Feel My Breathing song. And if you wanted to uh, learn more about that song, you can check out Susan Kaiser Greenland's website, and you'll see she's got a few more songs on there. Okay, the next age group I wanted to talk about are toddlers. So toddler, I'm thinking ages two and up. So you'll likely have caregivers in the room still, but at this point, children might be more aware of their breath. So there's one breath that I find super powerful, and that's the lion's breath. You might know this from your adult yoga classes if you take yoga yourself. It's a breath that helps release frustration, it helps release anger, and just overwhelming feelings. It's just a really nice release for your body. So how it works is we breathe in through our nose deeply, out through the mouth completely, and you open your mouth, you stick out your tongue, 
You get really silly and you let the breath out like that. So if I'm in a child's class and it's a two and three year olds, I got to make it fun, right? So I would say, okay, now we're going to do our lion's breath. Everyone, take out your lion paws. Let me see your lion paws. And can you scratch your lion paws? Can you scratch your paws on your yoga mat? Can you scratch your thighs? Okay, now take a deep breath in, lions. And we say, Hope that wasn't too loud in your ear. So that's a lion's breath. Inhaling through the nose and then big exhale through the mouth. Tongue is out. Don't be afraid to make a super silly face. The kids will love it. And they'll probably roar. They'll probably scream. That's all totally fun and normal. But just let them have that big release. If it gets a little too out of control and it's too loud, you might say, okay, now baby lions and we don't want to wake up the other baby lions can we try a quiet lion's breath and he might scratch your paws scratch 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 deep breath in (sighs) you can be mommy lions daddy lions baby lions you could start crawling around the room it's all up to you but lion's breath really good one for anger for frustration sometimes when I've taught if I'm feeling super frustrated like the kids have a ton of energy and I'm having trouble um, keeping the class moving and keeping them focused maybe I'll say all right everyone one big lion's breath and we take a deep breath together release and that can often kind of reset the energy in the room so toddler age I encourage you to try your lion's breath okay moving on to preschool age so three, four, five. At this age, oftentimes caregivers are now outside of the room. So the children are with you and it's a drop-off class. Let's imagine that. And a breath I like to teach this age is called blowing out the birthday candles. Okay, so if you've got a free hand right now, take your hand and extend all five fingers. And imagine that these are your birthday candles. Now what we're going to do is take a deep breath through our nose and then blow out each candle. Okay, first breath. Inhale. Exhale. Blow out a candle. Okay. With that, if you can picture it, I put my thumb down. So now I only have four fingers up. Okay. Next breath, we inhale, blow out the next candle. I put down my pointer finger, and so on. So then the next, we put down our middle finger. Then with the next breath, you put down your ring finger. And the next breath, you would put down your pinky. So that in itself, getting each finger down, could be super challenging. So um, just kind of demonstrating that for the kids, A good reminder is always, yoga is a practice, not a perfect. Don't worry if you can't get, you know, three fingers up today perfectly. We're just practicing. You can watch my hand. That's fine. I've tried this breath with my daughter, and I find it is super powerful to shift the energy. So sometimes if she's stuck in like a a big emotion, I might say, okay, should we do our birthday candle breath? And sometimes we'll blow out all five candles at the same time. 
So if you can imagine, you've got your five fingers extended, you inhale, okay, blow out the five candles. <sighs> All the candles went out. Now, when she's in a, a state where the emotion's big, I'm gonna show her my hand and say, can you blow out the candles? So she's not in a state where she's gonna take out her hand and put down each finger. So I'll say, Here's, here are the candles, can you blow them out? And sometimes we'll blow out all five candles and uh-oh, they're trick candles. <gasps> they lit back up. Let's try again. All right, take a deep breath in. Big breath, can you blow out all the candles? <laughs> and we blow them all out. And you can, you know, you get the idea. So sometimes even that silliness of saying, oh no, they're trick candles, or her taking a deep breath and blowing out the candles and they don't move, and going, oh no, these candles are tricky. Can you try again? So blowing out the birthday candles, it's just such a great breath, and I'm sure you can tell by how I'm talking. There's no right or wrong way to teach any of these breaths. You just have fun with it. You go with it. Children are often going to have ideas, and you go with those ideas so many times. Children have thought of way better ideas than what I had planned, and you just kind of go with it. So keeping in mind, though, this is a good visual breath for the three- to five-year-old age range. This can also be used for older children, by the way, but um, just a breath that I think of in terms of preschool age and managing big emotions. Okay, next I'm focusing on school-aged children. So let's say five to 10. Belly breath is a really good breath to teach this age. And a fun way you can teach belly breath is in a lying down position. So if you can imagine all the children are lying down and let's say I brought with me bean bags. I'm going to give each child a bean bag and ask them to place the beanbag on their belly while they're lying flat. And take some deep breaths and notice what happens with the beanbag. This is so great because you've got this visual tool showing them how their belly is expanding with the inhale and contracting with the exhale. So the beanbag's gonna go up and down. You can also use stuffed animals for this depending on the age of the children. Have them place their stuffed animal on their belly and take some deep breaths. Again, picture lying flat on your back with something visual on the belly, whether that's the beanbag, a stuffed animal, you can be creative. It's really helpful to have these visual tools for children, which reminds me that something to keep in mind when you're teaching in general, when you're teaching children, is every child learns differently. Some children are going to be visual learners. So if there's a visual tool you can use, a picture, a book, a stuffed animal, a beanbag, this is gonna help the children retain what you're teaching them. Some children are more auditory learners, so they're gonna be listening to your voice and the words that you're saying is what's getting through to them. Some children learn really well through music, so if you are using the I stop and feel my breathing song, that's going to resonate with them because singing, music stays with them. So just keep in mind, whenever you're teaching a children's yoga class, whenever you're teaching a pranayama exercise, like what we're talking about, 
try it a few ways. Try it with a visual, try it more descriptive, try it with some music, whatever it might be. If you come at it from a few different angles, that can be interesting for the kids. But again, remember my first piece of advice, which is keep it simple, keep it fun. So you might, within one to two minutes, have the blowing out the candles breath, you have the visual of the hand, then maybe you put on a song and you have them blow out the candles to a song, and you might also just explain the breath in a different way. That can happen in one to two minutes, so this is not a super long explanation, but we're trying it different ways. Okay, finally, a breath that we can teach to 10 and up, so I'm thinking of tweens as well as teens um, and older children, is belly-to-heart breath. I chose this breath because I personally find it very powerful for myself in regulating my body and calming my body. And how it works is if you um, have your hands available, one hand on the belly, and then put your other hand on your heart. We're going to breathe into your belly, breathe into your heart, breathe out of the belly, out of the heart, in through your belly, in through your heart, out of your belly, out of your heart. Now up to you, you can do this in and out of the nose. You could do inhale through the nose, exhale through the mouth. But the main thing here is attention to the belly and the heart. So when you inhale, the belly expands. When we inhale to the heart, the chest expands. It's very subtle, so don't expect like massive movements here. And then when we breathe out of the belly, belly goes down, breathe out of the heart, chest goes down a little bit. What this is doing is basically helping you to slow down, bring attention to your body, consciously breathe and it's something that can be practiced and something that can help in day-to-day life. So belly to heart breathing is an excellent breath to teach the tween and teen age group. So I thought I would end today's podcast with a few ideas of props you might choose to use to teach breathing to children. So when you're teaching kids yoga, props are often a fun way to keep the kids engaged, make things more fun. You certainly don't need props, but they are really nice for visual representations of what you might be teaching. So the first prop I would recommend is called a Hoberman sphere. So this is a plastic sphere that starts out small And then when you pull it, it expands into this really cool spherical shape. And it comes in different sizes. So it's called a Hoberman sphere. There are small ones, which are really great when you're traveling to different locations for your classes. And there are larger ones that are awesome to have if you happen to have your own studio or a space you're renting that you're able to keep props at. Another name for this is called a breathing ball. 
So if you follow any kids' yoga accounts on Instagram, for example, you might see references to the breathing ball, and you'll see what this Hoberman sphere looks like. Another prop that you can use is a stuffed animal or different stuffies. Um, I had mentioned for breathing, you can use small stuffies and have each child place one on their belly. You can ask them all to bring in their own stuffy for class. There's also a really wonderful stuffed animal called Medi Teddy that is this teddy bear who is bendable and can do yoga poses. So Medi Teddy is always a big hit. Highly recommend him. Um, there's also a book about Medi Teddy, but you can bring Medi Teddy in and have the children put him into certain poses, or you could put him into poses and ask the children to guess. Or better yet, if you're doing your breathing, maybe you have him sit crisscross applesauce and he does the breathing along with you. In addition to your Hoberman sphere, your stuffies, other ideas, bean bags to demonstrate the movement of the belly, feathers are great to have. So feathers are a nice visual for the breath coming out of the mouth since we can't see our breath. We can blow a feather and see the feather move. So feathers, same thing with pinwheels. If you get pinwheels and children use their breath to blow the pinwheel and they see it spin, that's a great visual. And finally, bubbles. So sometimes young children, this idea of blowing out air through the mouth is confusing. So if you have bubbles, this is a great way to practice it. You blow out the bubbles and it's gonna take them some practice. But once children get this idea, they see, oh, okay, this is the action I need to take and then the bubbles come out. And then when you're teaching breathing, you could reference that. Oh, can you blow your imaginary bubbles? So that's another prop you might use, some bubbles. Again, you don't need props by any means. These just might add a little extra flair to your class. And sometimes as kids yoga teachers, we also just might get kind of bored with what we're teaching and we wanna do something fun and new. So in that case, maybe try out a new prop and see how that goes. So thank you for listening this week. I hope you found this helpful. If you have any feedback for me, any questions, please email me. It's thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram, thekidsyogapodcast. If you're enjoying the show, please do share the Kids Yoga Podcast with your friends, with your colleagues. I'd so appreciate it. Again, remember, teaching breathing to children is such a valuable skill. And if you are teaching yoga to children, be sure to incorporate some breathing into your classes. Namaste, and thank you for listening. And now, a word from this week's sponsor, my daughter, Emily Mujis. What kinds of things do you do to calm your body? I shake my mind jar. Your mind jar? Yeah. What is your mind jar? My mind jar keeps me calm. What's inside of it? There's, there's, there's kairos inside. And, and there's stars and, things, and shapes. And when you feel angry, do you shake the mind jar? Yeah. Then what do you do? Then I feel calm.
Do you watch it? Yep. Hmm. What else do you do to calm your body? Uh, I, I do my breathing ball. Hmm. But I don't do it anymore. Why not? Because I had not did it in a long time. Hmm. Maybe we'll try it again soon.